are listening to the Real Happy Mom podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 157. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. I'm super excited to have you on today because we are going to be talking about power struggles, in particular, tantrums and power struggles with our children. Now, I will be honest with you. My little one is now five years old and the tantrums are real. Now, I have done a pretty good job up until this point with managing the tantrums, but lately I have just been struggling. So I've got a parenting expert to come on today to help us with this um, because I want you to know you are not alone. Like I'm struggling with it too. So my guest, Lindsay, is going to be helping us with three tips to overcome power struggles with our children. In this episode, she shares with us why tantrums and power struggles even happen because sometimes it seems like they just kind of come out of nowhere, to be honest. And then she also shares with us three strategies that we can use to overcome power struggles. And these tips that she gives, I promise you, are something that are definitely practical and something that I'm already using now since recording this episode. And then lastly, she gives some encouragement to the moms that are struggling and having a hard time with their kid, feeling like they're failing, not sure what to do when it comes to these tantrums and power struggles. So mama, if you are having a hard time with those tantrums, trust me, one, you are not alone. And two, we got Lindsay here who is going to help you. So make sure you stay tuned and listen to this full episode because I promise promise you. It is going to help you out and definitely make you see you are not alone. Now, before we jump into this episode really quick, I want to make sure that you know about the Real Happy Mom Facebook community. This Facebook community is pretty much like my after party to the podcast. So what we talk about here today about power struggles, we will carry on the conversation over in the Facebook group. And we also do some other fun things as well as get that inspiration and encouragement that we need because let's just be real. This motherhood journey can sometimes be a little lonely and a little challenging. So I definitely want to be there for you and helping you along the way. So join me over there in the Facebook community to get all of that and so much more. And then lastly, before I forget, we do monthly trainings with Trello. Now, if you're like, Tony, and what is Trello? Trello is a project management tool that I have been using that has been helping me to simplify my life, helping me to get things organized in ways that I could not do before. It is kind of like having electronic sticky notes. And let me tell you, I have a way to get things in order when it comes to the home and life that a lot of of times, like you'll probably just see like how to use it for your business or how to use it for work. So I will show you in these monthly trainings how to use Trello to help with your life. In some of the previous monthly trainings, I've shown how to use Trello to create meal planning and meal prep boards, as well as a home management binder and so much more. So make sure you join me in the Facebook community at realhappymom.com slash community. Again, that's realhappymom.com slash community. All right. I want to see you there. So let's go ahead and jump on into this week's episode now that we have that out of the way. All right, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you. I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. Yes, Lindsay, Lindsay. I was just telling you before I hit record, like I, I'm dealing with the, the power struggles with my children. So I'm super pumped to have you and talk to you about power struggles and how we can overcome them. But before we jump into that, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. 
I am in the realm of positive parenting and I help moms get their kids to listen without yelling, threats, bribes, repeating themselves over and over and over again. And I am a mom of two little kids myself. I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and I know how hard parenting is. And I am here as a guide in many ways, but I want you to think of me as almost like your parenting BFF. Like I'm here to support you and root you on. And I never want you to ever feel bad about how you're parenting because we are all doing our best and we are all a work in progress. Yes, definitely. And I'm totally with you when you say a work in progress, because (laughs) some days I feel like I have it, like I'm good. I got this. And then other days I'm like, oh my God, save me, help me, please. So I wanted (laughs) you to talk to you in particular about power struggles, because like I was mentioning to you before, I have a now eight and five-year-old and my five-year-old, God bless America. He gives me a hard time when it comes (laughs) to power struggles. Like he was such a great baby, such a great toddler. Like he had tantrums but it'll be like literally for like 20 seconds and it's over boom done so it was easy but now Lindsay you gotta save me like help me out here so I'm just wondering let's start from the top why do tantrums and power struggles happen to begin with yeah so power struggles are we all have this innate desire for control over ourselves and our lives and Um, Our kids are really no different and where it comes out as, you know, those behavior issues and we call them power struggles is where, you know, the power dynamic is off. They're either wanting a lot of power or we're wanting a lot of power and control. Um, So they are doing that for a couple of reasons. Maybe they feel out of control and they're trying to, you know, that overwhelmed feeling and they're trying to get more control. Um, it's kind of like a coping mechanism. I know I personally do this as well. When I'm feeling really overwhelmed and out of control, I try to, you know, boss everyone around and tell them what to do and try to over control. So our kids do that too. Um, they also feel um, when they're feeling really disconnected and almost like they don't belong or they don't matter. Um, they feel important when they are in charge or they're, they're the boss or not letting anyone boss them around. So it's almost this, um, defense mechanism to almost feeling disconnected from either you or the the other people in their lives. So those are a few reasons why the power struggles happen. And then tantrums, can be related to power struggles. And we're talking about tantrums in the context of power struggles here. Um, It's just, you know, that's their way of communicating. So all misbehavior is a miscommunication and they're telling us something when they are vying for control, when they are tantruming, when they are, you know, throwing things and hitting things and all of those fun things we get to experience as parents, they're really telling us that they're frustrated. They're feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling jealous. They're feeling unseen, unheard, all of these things. So as parents, we just need to become really good at interpreting what they are really saying and then working with that rather than taking it personally and, you know, getting our defenses up. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And and one thing that I heard a long time ago, I don't even remember who said this. So if you're listening, you're like, I said that on my podcast. <laughs> I apologize. I can't give you credit. But I remember listening to one lady and she was saying, you know, sometimes she like looks at her child and she thinks of her child as like a little drunk person or 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 she thinks of them as like something like itty, little itty bitty. So she doesn't take it personally. And, and that's sometimes what I have to do. I have to like not like get mad at my son when he's like throwing those tantrums. So it's easy for me to kind of control myself in that aspect. So I don't act out when he's acting out. But mm-hmm. the problem is, is trying to get him to like calm back down is the the biggest thing is I'm like feeling like, okay, like, bro, like it's been like 20 minutes. Like, can you calm down just a little bit? <laughs> so I'm just wondering like, what strategies do you have when it comes to overcoming these tantrums and power struggles when I kids are just kind of losing it. Yeah. So when they are like really tantrum and melting down and they, you, you almost, you feel like you can't calm them down there. They do get to a place where it is all, all consuming and all overwhelming where literally the part of their brain that's responsible for calming down is just not there for the moment. So keeping a really calm presence yourself so they can sort of feed off of your energy is really, really important. So that's always step one is getting, getting your head in the game and getting centered yourself and staying calm. Um, anything connecting to your child. So if you think back to what I um, said a couple of minutes ago about, you know, they're feeling disconnected and they're trying to get power. So they feel like they, they belong and matter essentially. Um, so anything connection related is going to make it feel like a safe space for them to a let out their emotions, but be calm down. It signals to the brain that it's safe to calm down. Um, when they're in that high reactivity mode, they're in a fight, flight, or freeze response. So that connection brings that safety feeling to them to calm down. So even saying something like I need a hug and just extending that invitation And, um, if they don't respond, if they don't hug, that's okay. Just repeat yourself. I need a hug. Um, and if they don't do it again, I need a hug, just, you know, find me when you're ready and you can give them some space. You can leave the room. You can stay in the room. It doesn't really matter, but the invitation for connection remains there. Um, sometimes just validating feelings and, and, or, you know, narrating the story from their perspective. So if they're upset because you said no, um, about something, oh, you really wanted that you're, you're bummed out. I said no, or, you know, something like that. You know, my son, we bought him an orange juice at the market this morning and we were walking home and within like a block, he had just downed the orange juice and he was upset. He was upset that he had no more orange juice left. (laughs) And, um, and it was just like, okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're disappointed. You drank that so fast and it was so good. And now it's gone. And so just kind of putting words to their feelings, um, can really, really help. And the, the other thing that's kind of, um, feels a little bit counterintuitive is just letting the tantrum happen. And, and it's not that you're, um, letting the behavior happen, but you're like providing a safe space to let out their feelings. So if you think about it, like they're having a rough time and they're letting it out and you're just like, okay, I'm just going to hang out with you. I'm just going to be here with you and it's okay. I'm here for you, whatever you need. And you don't even have to say much, but just, 
just be with them. And that's a good, those are anything that connects like that is going to be a really, really great step to help them calm down. And then if there's any correction that needs to happen, say they've hurt somebody or they've destroyed something or something like that after do this after when everything is calm, um, because in the moment they're not, their brain is not able to hear that, that correction advice, or it doesn't want to hear. They just want to be mad for a little bit. So, so the correction piece can come later and it can come 20 minutes later. It can come a couple hours later if need be. So just don't be in a rush to jump to the correction piece, um, connect first, make sure they're in a listening state. And then, then you can bring in that and teach them, you know, and then teach them with the correction piece too. Okay. where we get upset, how do you want them to show that they're upset, right? And you can start to work on that with them too. Yeah, definitely. You brought up a lot of really good things because I know with my youngest, I'll tell him, I'll ask him, I'll be like, do you need a hug? And he'll be like, yes, mommy, I did a hug. And I'll be like, okay, come on, come on. Um, But sometimes I'll be honest, like I'm like so pressured. I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't even do it. <laughs> well, and that's an interesting one too, because I've, I've, I'm like you sometimes where I don't want to do it, but when I do it, the hug helps me calm down too. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it, it really helps. Yes, definitely. Because literally yesterday I was in the store returning some items and I don't know why, but it was taking the lady forever to like ring up my stuff and, and do the, the, um, um, the credit onto a, a store credit card. And he just lost it. And I'm just like, bro, like, first of all, it's like all these people looking at me. Second of all, you're super loud. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm trying to stay calm. But at the same time, he's not. And so like immediately, like I always go back to like the baby days, like, okay, you're either tired or hungry. Like it's one of those two things. But um, for him, it was, I think he wanted something. And I was like, no, like you can't have that. Um, So it took him a while to calm down. And I just was like having such a hard time because I was, I'll be honest, I was embarrassed because I'm like, bro, like everybody's looking at us because you will not be quiet. And then the lady like was getting like, you know, all like flustered because she's like, oh, it's all this noise. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh my God, because this, get any worse like really and then it did because then they were like giving away some stuff for free and I like I missed it because it was like whoever gets there in the first five minutes gets this whatever free thing they were giving I'm like ah like I didn't even get the free stuff but nah. <laughs> I just really wanted him to just like woosa and then literally we got in the car and I started driving boom he was out he was asleep yeah. so I knew he was tired but it's just like a lot of times like you know how can we like keep those things under control so it doesn't like flare up and he's rolling around on the floor and crying and making a whole lot of noise, that kind of thing. (laughs) Well, and it's hard too, when they, when they get a bit older with the tired piece, like when, when they're babies, you kind of know their nap schedule, but like when they're older, they don't have a nap schedule. Right. So like the tired is, it, it catches me off guard too. Like it, it, it really does. So it's, I mean, it's being able to tune in, but also like when you're out in public, there's the added layer because you feel all the eyes on you and you feel the pressure. And then you're, you're worried other people are judging you and you're judging yourself. Um, so there's, you know, when you're, 
out in public, like so much of this is like, so much of parenting is our inner work and like our ability to deal with our own crap. Um, because really who cares what the random people in the store are thinking, um, in all honesty, and we don't want to be disrespectful to that and, and, and anything, but when we are in line with how we want to parent and our parenting strategy, like we are focused on, okay, like uh, my priority is helping my kid, regardless of what anyone else is thinking or doing. Um, it becomes easier. Now that is easier said than done. So if like you were kind of tied to that, you know, cashier or whoever was doing your, your refund for you. Um, but in usually in a store setting, I would recommend just, you know, stepping outside for a few minutes so you can get away from the pressure of having people look at you or go to the car or something like that, just to calm yourself down. So then you can be that calm presence for your child and, And when you're calmer, you're able to think of more creative strategies to help your child out versus when you are getting agitated, because then you're just kind of, you know, maybe barking orders or you're, you're, you're getting grumpy and like angry and it's just counterproductive. No, definitely. Cause I, I look back at the situation. I'm like, there's so many different ways that that could have gone differently. Had I had changed the way that I was, you know, handling things and not that it was like terrible, but it could have it could have went a lot better had I just like probably walked out of the store, like you said, or, you know, not continued to keep shopping <laughs> and pretend like his crying wasn't happening. You know, it was a lot of things that um, definitely I can do. And, and for sure, seeing it now, like keeping that calm presence, I think is the the key thing um, that I think, especially for us moms, like we just think like, oh, they'll figure it out. Like they need to get it together. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of times too, like we don't want to, um, you know, kind of push on some more of that trauma or cause our kids to have issues or whatever. So it's like, it's, it's this fine line between like, okay, like how can I like do a good job of parenting, but at the same time, not traumatize my kid. <laughs> yeah. And, and so many, so many moms are worried about, about, about exactly what you just said. Like, like, I don't want my kid in therapy complaining about me <laughs> when they're an adult, like about how all the ways I screwed them up. Um, but you know, for, for me, what's really helped is like, okay, you know what, I'm probably going to screw them up in some way, shape or form. And that's not to say I'm just throwing in a towel, but it's like, okay, you know what, you know, I can list off a number of reasons, you know, my parents screwed me up or, or, you know, not that they were bad parents or anything. Um, but I really, don't believe you can leave childhood without like you can't leave childhood unscathed. Like I feel like your perception of the world as a child, you don't have a fully developed brain. You're not thinking logically and rationally. You're, you're, you know, even if we were to parent perfectly and do everything by the book and everything the experts say, you still can't control how your child perceives things. So from their perspective, they have a completely different view on the world than you do. And, and I feel like what has really helped me is like, okay, I can't control that. I can't control everything. And you know what therapy, it's not so bad. Right. And, and I look at um, like, like I really think we need to normalize therapy more because I think it's really beneficial. And even I think of how much 
I have changed in my adult years and how I've improved and grown. And I believe that is possible for my kids too. So I feel like that doesn't, it takes the pressure off in some ways. Um, because I'm just like, okay, you know what? I I don't have to be perfect. No, definitely. I'm totally with you on that one because that that's the one thing I keep telling myself. Like, I don't want my kid like sitting on the couch talking to me, talking about me to the therapist. <laughs> but at the same time, like I feel like we all kind of like pass on like some things to our kids. Like our parents pass some things on to us. So I, I totally Absolutely. agree with you on that one. But I'm just thinking about the mom who is having an extremely hard time with their child and feels like they're failing or they don't know what they're doing when it comes to their child when they are throwing tantrums or they're not, um, you know, just not really showing up for their kids, like how they think that they should. Um, Mm -hmm. what, what would you say to that mom? Um, so that they can begin to see like they are actually doing a good job and that they actually got it under control. Yeah. So parenting, it's really about, if you feel like you need to change something, then you can work on changing something. And, and that's not to say everything needs to be overhauled in your parenting. There's probably a lot that you are doing well. It's just, we have a negative bias, like a negativity bias. Like we focus on all the things we've done wrong when there's a million things that we are also doing well um, with our kids. So sometimes, you know, two things that are super simple that come to mind is, um, tracking what you, um, what you want to achieve in your parenting. So what I mean by that is like, you know, if your child is having lots of meltdowns, okay, track the number of times you were able to remain calm during the meltdown. So don't focus on the times you yelled and got upset and did whatever it was you were doing. Okay. Did I like how many times did I remain calm today and start to track that? Um, so then you can see a visual and don't focus again on perfection. It's about progress. And if you think of parenting, like one of those stock market graphs that go up and down, up and down, up and down, and hopefully the trajectory is going in that upward direction or going towards the goal you want to achieve. Um, but there's going to be lots and lots of up and ups and downs. And the second thing that comes to mind is really about reframing your thoughts. And um, so if you're thinking that, you know, my child is having epic tantrums and I I can't get them under control, like that's a very disempowering thought, right? And that's what you're telling yourself. That's what maybe what you're telling other people. And that feels really deflating. But if you can shift that to something like, oh, we're having a lot of tantrums and I'm not really sure what to do right now, but I'm trying to figure it out. Like that feels a little bit better. So you're not trying to jump from a, like feeling that disempowered to like, Hey, it's so totally awesome that my kid's having tantrums. No, just look for a thought that feels a little bit better. And that's your new, that's your new thought to yourself. So if you're catching yourself, like thinking, Oh, this is, you know, my kids having tantrums. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like we're going to be stuck in this forever. What's it going to be like as a teenager? Um, all of these things just stop yourself and then put that new sentence in like, you know what we're having, we're having some tantrums. We're figuring, and I'm figuring it out and something like that, that just gives you that little bit of relief and just start to make those gradual shifts. 
Yeah, definitely. Because even when you're saying that, because I think I was having a conversation with my sister about the the little guy and she was just like, what's his deal? Because she did the same. He had did the same exact thing that he did to me in the store to her. And but she has like way less patience than me. So she was just like, you're going home to your dad. Like, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> and so she was just like, what's his problem? Like, he used to be like so chill and so cool. And I'm like, I don't know. He's just like going through things. But even like even the way that I was talking about it, like now even talking to you, Lindsay, like I'm seeing how I can like shift the way that I even talk about things so that it does sound more empowering versus, I don't know what's wrong with my kid. My kid's all messed up. Like that kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, because I know it's just a phase for him. Um, and so that's part of the reason why it doesn't bother me as much. But the only reason why I was just like, man, like what's going on? Because it's literally like shifted. I feel like literally like in the last month, it's just like all of a sudden, boom, like his tensions are like, way overboard and it's just like he doesn't calm down as easy as he he usually does so that's why I'm like okay like what's going on did I miss something and is it me like is it him am I not feeding him the right foods like what what's going on but um I'm beginning to see now after our conversation that you know a lot of it starts with me and staying calm and and the way that I talk to him and and talk to myself too about the situation yeah and if and if it's if he's not calming down right away or if he's like it could be just, he's overwhelmed emotionally. Like it could just, you know, sometimes it, when we hold things together and hold things in, or we, you know, we're, we're the good kid and we do what we're, what we're told all like emotions need to be felt. So if we're not feeling our emotions on the regular, that just kind of builds up and then it spills out all at once. And those are where we get like the 40 minute an hour long tantrums. And those are just like, just all of those pent up emotions just blasting out. So it could be even, it could be that it's not about a power struggle. It could just be about pent up emotions or something like feeling overwhelmed in some way. Yeah, no, definitely. Cause even when you say that, I, I think about my oldest, cause that's the, my oldest, he's the, the, the more challenging one. <laughs> he gave me a run for my money when he was little, he still does now, but I, I think I can, I, I've learned how to, to deal with it a lot better, but he was that child literally would have a tantrum for like two hours, like nonstop, yeah. just go. And I'm just like, bro, like, seriously, it's been two hours. Can we please like chill and watch ice or, you know, watch whatever it was that you wanted to watch. Um, So um, definitely seeing that now. And, and even to Lindsay, just having those conversations with them, because I think a lot of times we think like, oh, they're little kids. Like they don't, they don't know. They, they don't know about their emotions. Like these kids know, like they'll tell me some things and like explain how they're feeling and what they're thinking. I'm like, wow, like, okay, I will sit back and relax a little bit. Like they have a lot of feelings and a lot of opinions. Like I think a lot of times that I just don't acknowledge enough. So being more mindful of that and, and, um, talking to them and just communicating with them like, Hey, like what's going on? Like, why are you so upset? Or, you know, is it something bothering you? Like those kinds of questions just to open up the conversation really have been beneficial, at least with the oldest, because um, he has so many emotions that I just was like, I didn't think a little kid could have that many emotions, but it's, it's really interesting. Once you begin to have those conversations, what you end up finding out. Yeah. And those conversations go back to that connection piece that then, you know, prevents the behavior from happening in the first place um, because they feel more connected to you, more seen, heard, all of those things. 
Yes, definitely. Definitely. Now, Lindsay, you have shared so much wonderful goodness with me. Like I feel so good. Like I'm ready for a tantrum now, Lindsay. I'm ready. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just wondering before we sign off, if there is any words of encouragement or motivational quote that you wanted to share with us real happy moms. Yeah. Um, I think just that parenting is about progress, not perfection, and you will never get it perfect. You are always figuring it out and you are capable of figuring it out. No matter what you are dealing with, you are capable of figuring it out and you are just on this parenting journey and it is not meant to be perfect and that's okay. And you are doing great and fantastic as you are. Yes, yes. And yes to that, Lindsay. I I have to say that all the time, especially to the moms that are listening, because I know you're a good mom because you're listening to this podcast. Because if you weren't, you'd be doing something else. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on and sharing all of this with us. This has been so, so good. I'm just wondering for the moms that are listening who want to connect with you, learn more about you, hear more of what you've got, where can we find you online? Yeah. So my website uh, and all of the socials are uh, parenting with Lindsay and I have a free webinar, um, how to get your kids to listen without yelling and repeating yourself over and over and over again. I can check that out. Absolutely. And I will be sure to include all of those links in the show notes, especially that webinar. So definitely make sure you, you go ahead and grab that. Now, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this with us. This has been so good. I truly, truly appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate this discussion. Thank you so much for having me on. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 157. And there you'll find all the links that were mentioned in this episode, in particular, that webinar that Lindsay was mentioning. Now, this webinar is something that you need in your life. If you are like Tony Ann, I need some more help when it comes to these tantrums and just parenting in general. Lindsay is so, so awesome. And I really want to make sure that you get your hands on this. So go over to realhappymom.com slash 157 to get the links to the webinar. And also do me a favor if you found this episode helpful, leave me a five-star rate and review in Apple Podcast. This does a lot of things. One, it lets me know that this has been helpful for you. And two, it lets Apple Podcasts know that this is a awesome podcast for other moms to listen to. So they will begin to recommend it to other moms because I really want to make sure we get this message out so that more moms get the inspiration and encouragement that they need to get them through this journey called motherhood. Now, that is all I've got for this episode. Make sure you join me in the Facebook group. Remember, realhappymom.com slash community. And stay tuned for next week for another full episode. And don't forget about Thursdays for Mommy Talk Thursdays. Those are just some quick episodes that I just want to give you a little boost of inspiration throughout the week. All right. So I will see you then. Take care and with lots of love.